When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Libro FM. Get two books for the price of one with your first month of membership using the code BOOKSTACKED. Again, use promo code BOOKSTACKED when you start your membership at Libro.fm. Or check the show notes for a quick link to get started. Offer only valid for new members in the US and Canada. Welcome to Bookmarked, a young adult book podcast brought to you by Bookstacked.com. My name is Saul, and today I'm joined by Spencer. Hi, everyone. Brigitte. Hi, guys. And Chelsea. Hey there. So we want to start off this episode with a little bit of news. (laughs) In fact, I think this is really good news, especially for our audience. Hopefully what this means is we're going to be able to get more episodes out in a timely manner. I have been running the show since we started, which I think was in 2015, six years now of running this podcast. I am not leaving the podcast, but I am going to put more of my focus on Bookstacked, our website, and I am going to be handing over the reins of the podcast to Chelsea. I'm very excited to do this. I'm very confident that Chelsea will be able to take over the podcast. She has been with us for a little over a year now. You've heard her do interviews with authors on this podcast. She's already edited a couple of episodes. This is going to be really helpful, and I think it's ultimately going to be good for everyone. So I'm going to let Chelsea take over. Thanks so much, Saul. I am so excited to get started. As you said, I've been working different elements of the podcast for a little while now, and we've been doing a lot of different things, figuring out what works, what doesn't, what you guys, the listeners, want to hear from us. And so as we transition a little bit, we're going to be trying a couple of new formats, a couple of formats that we've done well before, and a couple of formats that we were just kind of getting off the ground. So today's podcast, we're very excited to present a new idea to you guys. We're going to do a book recommendation podcast. It's now the end of June, and summer is kicking off, and the world is coming back to life. If you're anything like us, you are looking for the next great book to read, your next book recommendation, and we want to give you some suggestions. So without any further ado, let's get into some great new book recommendations. So we're going to start off with Brigitte. You want to go ahead and tell us what book you want to recommend? Sure. So my book recommendation is Ray Bearer by Jordan Ifueco. It's her debut book, but it is quite literally fantastic. It's set in a West African-inspired nation, and it follows Tarisai as she is made to become friends with a king by her mother. And so it kind of follows that journey because her mother wants to kill the king, but she doesn't want to do that. And what really stood out in this book was, well, the characters. 
and particularly the world building, because while you don't see West African inspired nations often in young adults, Ifueco really puts the emphasis on how different countries and different cultures from the region come together in one big empire. Also, shout outs to an aromantic character and asexual character. I won't say who it is, but uh, she did say that they will be developed in the second book. She even had some sensitivity readers hired for that sort of thing. So it looks like it's going to be great. That sounds awesome. And I, I love what you said, too, about sensitivity readers. I feel like that's such an important element of creating diversity in books. And I'm really glad that that's something that's getting attention and we can point to books where that's been used. So I might have missed it, but did you say, is it like high fantasy or is it like a period piece or is it contemporary? Oh, it's, uh, I would say it's high fantasy. If you are aware of West African traditions, you can easily recognize them the way you could recognize, for example, Victorian traditions in a book, but the setting is a completely different made up empire. And it's the first in a series, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it's a duology. The next one comes out in August, like right now. Perfect. Even better, you can get both of them and just make that your big summer adventure. I just want to point out that this was, I believe, one of our books of the year last year. And I think it was Brigitte who nominated that one for the book of the year. And I've been wanting to read this one for a while. I just, I try not to keep a TBR list because I will never get to any of the books on them. But I really want to read this one. The cover, too, alone is just, like, really bright and colorful and beautiful and amazing, um, which I I don't care what you say. I judge books by, by their cover. <laughs> and uh, I, I love buying books that just look beautiful on the shelf. This one I've heard a lot of good buzz about, but I haven't read it yet, but I've been meaning to. It's also really good to read as an audiobook. I happened to have access to it from NetGalley. And the narrator really does a good job. She switches accents. She switches tones of voice between characters. And that really helps kind of keeping track of the main characters, of which there are, I think, six. So if you can get your hands on the audiobook, I would recommend that as well. I'm intrigued by the fact that you mentioned it might be a duology, or at least, I mean, continued. I do love, if I'm going to read a fantasy series, I kind of like jumping in late in the game because I'm really bad at waiting for books. I find it actually just a terrible feeling when you read a debut and it's awesome and you're like, great, this is going to be a whole series of books, but I have to wait another year, two years, three years in between. So this sounds like actually a great time to read the book, knowing that the sequel's coming out in August. That's exactly the type of uh, schedule that, <laughs> that I like to keep with my book reading. I know I hate when you, especially with high fantasy, where there's a lot of like, proper nouns you have to remember trying to read that second book like two or three years later and you're like I couldn't tell you what this is like not even close I'm just gonna assume or I have one friend who always talks about how she can't do it because she feels like she has to reread the first book <laughs> she's like I'd just be constantly rereading book ones forever if I tried to do it when they weren't all out at the same time so no I think you're right I think that makes it perfect summer reading and I just realized, Saul, you're totally right, too. We're just adding to everybody's TBR list, which <laughs> people may or may not thank us for. We'll see how that goes. You just, you, you got to be careful. Like, only take, like, one at a time, <laughs> you know, when, or maybe a couple. But, yeah, I'm just always really cautious because uh, I have a huge long list of, like, 
movies, books, video games that I want to get to. One of the things I wanted to say, too, though, is I love the renewed emphasis on diversity in fantasy. That's one of the big compelling reasons for me to pick up this book, too, is because after a while, when you read fantasy, it kind of all starts to feel the same uh, because it's all really steeped in like European medieval culture and time. And I love that that we have more diverse authors who are out there penning these new fantasy novels, and they can add so much more to the landscape. I would really love for there to be a Mexican-inspired fantasy out there. I've, I've written about this on Bookstacked before, but until then, I'm really enjoying reading all these other diverse cultures and these cultures that I'm not as familiar with. I love the fact that that's here on this list. Awesome. Thanks so much. So going on to our next book recommendation, Spencer, do you want to tell us what book you recommend for the summer? Yeah, absolutely. I am excited about this one. It was something that I've been looking forward to for a long time because it's actually uh, one of those books that was initially supposed to come out in spring 2020 and then got delayed. And so I've been just patiently waiting. It's been on my library holds list for like 20 something months or something. It said before it finally arrived. It is called When You Get the Chance from Running Press Kids. It is a book that has a lot of vision. The authors knew what they wanted to do with this book. It's co-authored by two really popular and fantastic Canadian uh, young adult authors, Tom Ryan and Robin Stevenson. And they jointly for a long time have been planning to write what they've called the great queer Canadian novel. Tom is a gay writer from Halifax. If you know him, you might have heard because he recently won a Lambda Literary Award for his previous mystery novel, I Hope You're Listening. But he is from Halifax, so if you're not familiar with Canadian geography, we're talking East Coast. And Robin Stevenson is a writer from, a queer writer from Victoria, so we're talking West Coast, an island off the coast of British Columbia. And so they wanted to write a book about characters who are respectively from Victoria and Halifax who kind of meet up in the middle of Canada in Toronto to celebrate Pride together, Toronto having the biggest Pride parades and festivals in Canada. And so they've set up this great story. It's kind of like a road trip novel. It's like a reunion novel. It's a lot of fun. It is dual POV, so each author takes on a different uh, character's perspective for these two characters, Mark and Talia, who are actually cousins. And they're cousins who used to really know each other as kids. They used to get together all the time at their family's cabin in Ontario until, for some unknown reasons, it's always been kind of mysterious to them, their family stopped getting together. There was kind of this chasm, this separation. And the book actually kicks off with the passing of their grandfather, which kind of causes this family to have to gather together for the first time after so many years. And Mark and Talia, as they are now teenagers, they're I think like 18, 17 years old, older teenagers, are essentially re-meeting each other, like re-getting to know each other. And after years and years, they discover that they are both out. Talia identifies as queer and Mark identifies as gay. And during this kind of messy, awkward, sad, uncomfortable family time, they're like, we're getting out of here and we're road tripping to pride. So it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of adventures along the way. And the book had a lot more heart than I was expecting to, which I really liked. There's a lot that comes up when it comes to family and friendships and relationships and growing up and reconnecting and finding new family or finding new meaning in old relationships. So there was a lot packed into this book and it's just something that I'm really enjoying. If you are still looking for Pride Reads at the end of June, or if you're just looking to support LGBTQ writers all throughout the year, pick this book up. It promises to be a fun summer read. 
Awesome. Thanks, Spencer. I love that you always bring attention to Canadian authors because I feel like sometimes they don't, it's crazy, but sometimes they like don't get as much attention as maybe they should in U.S. publishing markets and U.S. publishing markets just kind of take over the world sometimes. And I love that this is, it sounds like a road trip story. Was that something that also appealed to you as you were reading it? Yeah, wildly. Road trips are my favorite sub-genre of young adult fiction. In this case, yeah, the book has this really awesome cover. It's got this, like, bright pink background, and there's this old vintage car in the front with, like, a big rainbow road that heads into downtown Toronto. And it does kind of market itself as a road trip novel. If I'm being honest, for my standards, the road trip may be overwhelmed, as in it wasn't a huge part of the book which is probably actually better for most readers because I like a road trip that is like 150 pages long and details gas station stops and all of the above. But no, there is a bit of a road trip involved as they take off in their grandfather's old car to head up into Toronto and they meet some fun characters along the way. So if you do like a short road trip, this has some of that involved. Well, they always say it's not the destination, it's the journey. But, you know, sometimes the destination is, <laughs> there's a lot going on there, too. So I feel like that sounds perfect for summer. I was also going to point out the fact that ever since Spencer has joined the Bookstack team, I find myself thinking a lot about Canadian books and authors in Canada in general. I think there's definitely like a whole world that I was not exposed to before. So thanks for always doing that, Spencer. Yeah, of course. I know, well, Brigitte might be able to speak to this as well, but having not grown up in America, there's always been a wider world of literature to me. In Canada, we read a lot of British books. I can also find books from Australia. I can find books all over the place. And so sometimes I feel like our Americans are maybe not having those same doors open to them. So I do my best because I think it's fun to read about books from different places, especially within YA. I mean, no offense, but when books are set in New York and L.A. and New York and L.A. and then, you know, maybe one in every 10 books is in Chicago, you know, I'm, I'm ready for <laughs> I'm ready for some different city settings. So if you're not familiar with Toronto, it's also great that you get introduced to this awesome, super vibrant city that really puts on a huge party for pride. Toronto is a great place to escape to in the summertime. So I think that'll be fun for you, too, to just be introduced to a little bit of a new world. I just want to say I'm always surprised that there aren't more French fantasy books that are translated into English because France produces a lot of them, especially historical fantasy. And they'll do things that traditionally Americans or even British authors don't touch. For example, they'll do a lot of medieval books that are inspired naturally by Arthur. Or they'll do something that I rarely see in English, prehistoric books, which are really fun, actually. So, yeah, it's really nice to see foreign cultures, foreign cities uh, infiltrate the American mainstream or more American publishing. You should definitely send a small recommendation of those French novels, Brigitte, because I would be interested in taking a look at those sometime. Yeah, I definitely want some recommendations for some prehistoric fantasy. Thank you so much for that. And thank you, Spencer, for your recommendation. Definitely a good one to add to your list. We are going to take a quick break and we will be right back with you with more book recommendations right after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Libro FM. Get two books for the price of one with your first month of membership using the code BOOKSTACKED. Libro FM has the same audiobooks at the same price as that other audiobook store. You know who. But when you purchase from Libro FM, you're purchasing audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. Be part of a different story and support your community. Again, use promo code BOOKSTACKED when you start your membership at Libro.fm. Or check the show notes for a quick link to get started. Offer only valid for new members in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, everyone. So my recommendation is The Girls I've Been by Tess Sharp. This is about Nora, who is already having kind of a bad day. Her ex-boyfriend has recently found out that Nora is now dating her current girlfriend, Iris, who is also friends with her ex-boyfriend, and it's all a bit of a love triangle mess, and they're in a bank, and all of a sudden the bank starts to be robbed. So you have this crazy combination, this very strange heist, this mystery, you got to figure out what are these guys after, but all tied up in there, you find out that Nora is actually oddly skilled at handling this situation because in her early childhood and sort of early teenage years, she was raised by her mother, who happened to be a con woman, and she was a part of her mother's cons. So all while you're learning about this bank robbery and you're seeing what Nora and Iris and Wes are going to try to do next to get out of this, you're also seeing backstory from Nora's previous life and literally all the girls she has been in her mother's con scheme. And it's got a bunch of things I love. It has that sort of heist element to it. It has a couple of mysteries. It has a mystery that the main character is trying to figure out. And then there's a mystery that the main character already knows the answers, but you're trying to figure out because the answers all lie in the past that you haven't found out enough about yet. It's got flashbacks, which I always love. It's got a found family element to it, sort of complicated romantic drama. One of the things that I really like about this book, too, is that it doesn't shy away from how difficult living with a con artist as a mother would be. I think sometimes the idea of heists and cons can get a bit romanticized. Not enough of the idea of running these cons and robbing these people would leave sort of a psychological effect on you. And we really get to see that play out and we get to see how Nora handles all of that and what the ramifications of her life are now. She's such a cool character and it's such an interesting study into her life and in this crazy situation. And I would highly, highly recommend. I'm not usually a big mystery person, but every once in a while I find one of those mysteries where I literally just tell everyone to leave me alone because I have to finish the book because I have to know what happens. And this was absolutely one of those. So if you're looking for something you can sink your teeth into this summer. I would highly, highly recommend The Girls I've Been. I did not know this book existed until this moment. <laughs> um, and everything you mentioned and described there is like one thing after the other. Like <laughs> they get caught up in a robbery, but then she's got a pass with the heist and then there's mystery and all, all these things. 
And it kind of sounds like one of those things that you might worry a little bit about because so many things are being crammed into a single story. But the way you described it just makes it sound like it all blends together so well. And to me, that's what's super intriguing is it sounds like she's doing a lot of interesting things in this book, but she's able to weave it in a way that makes sense and is enjoyable. So I don't know. Everything you described to me, it it sounds almost like it shouldn't be good, but it sounds like it's actually amazing. Exactly. It's got so many elements where, like, that in and of itself could be the hook of the book. Like, the bank robbery, con woman mother, this love triangle she finds herself in. All these elements could be the thing the book is about. And the combination of them, I think, there is a fine line to walk of it's either going to work and they're all going to come together or it's going to be a total disaster and you're not going to know what's going on. And I think what Tess Sharp does so well, she walks that line perfectly. Everything blends into each other. And I think what's really smart is the book just drops you in. You don't really get everything you're learning. You have to learn on the fly as it comes up or as Nora explains it to you, because it really does start. They're in a bank and a bank robbery happens and you're not totally sure what else is going on. But I absolutely loved that element of the story that all these things did come together in this perfect tornado of making sense. If you always like your books to sort of keep you guessing and take you on like a really fast paced ride, that is absolutely what you're going to get here. While you were talking, I had to do some Googling because I was like, I swear I've heard of Tess Sharp before, but I couldn't quite place her. And so I was just looking her up and I have read something from her before because she was involved in the All Out anthology. And I love when that happens. I like reading these anthologies that introduce you to like a dozen different YA authors. And then years later, you stumble upon like a new novel and you're like, oh, right. Uh, I already know this person. So that's great. I didn't realize that they were connected. So that sounds like a lot of fun. I personally love reading mystery books over the summertime because I just like something that is going to be like a page turner and keep me really interested. Absolutely. I totally agree. I hadn't heard of Tess Sharp either until I picked up this book. It was actually recommended to me by a friend who's a big fan of her. And the friend specifically said, I don't know about this book, but her previous books I could not put down once I picked them up. So give this one a try. And I was like, all right. And she was 100% right. So I think also... If you've already read The Girls I've Been, I would highly recommend checking out some of Tess Sharp's other books because I just really love her writing style and think she has like such a way with plot. I can only imagine that the rest of her stuff is, is just as good. I would also recommend anthology series and short stories are also a good summertime, especially like towards the beginning of the summertime read because you get something a little bit different and it could give you some good ideas for what to check out next and which authors you might be interested in checking out their full novels or their full books. And that's a really, really smart recommendation. So next and finally, we're going to have Saul. Do you want to tell everyone what your book recommendation is? I'm very excited for this one. <laughs> okay. I did talk about it a little bit in the last episode, but it was just for a little bit. And this is a book that I think everybody is aware of uh, because it's been so huge. But my recommendation would be Realm Breaker by Victoria Aveyard. I was just really surprised by how much I enjoyed it and liked it. I feel like Red Queen, which is Victoria Aveyard's first series, the first book itself, there's a lot of really good stuff going on and there's some engaging characters and she's got some really interesting premise. But, and I'm not the only one who felt this way, it kind of lost a lot of steam as it went on. But Victoria Aveyard, she still has, like, if you read those later books, she still has a lot of really great talent and skill. I think that's especially seen with her character, Maven Kalor. 
in Red Queen. He's so interesting, and I think there's a reason why he's a fan favorite. And so I was looking forward to Realm Breaker coming out because I always look forward to a second series from an author. I feel like they must have learned so much with their first series that the second series, they're, they're in a good position to write something really amazing. And I felt like Realm Breaker is a very solid start to a great series. A little bit about it, it is a high fantasy and it takes place in a world called Allward. It basically, in this world, uh, there are portals to other realms that are called spindles. And somebody is going around trying to reopen these long dormant passages and expose Allward to dangers beyond the realm, dangers from other worlds. And so you've got a group of companions, sort of a fellowship, if you will, who are on a quest to stop these spindles from opening, but they've failed. In the very beginning of the book, they fail. And what ends up happening is you have the daughter of a pirate who ends up sort of being at the center of this conflict. She, along with her ragtag team of companions, have to form their own group and take up where the original companions left off. I've heard Victoria describe them as the B team. You know, what happens when your Avengers fail and you have to send in the backups? And that's kind of what they are. I felt like that was a very accurate way to describe it. The book came out in May, and so there was a lot of buzz, and maybe a lot of people have already read this book. But I really wanted to include it on our summer reads recommendations because, to me, it feels sort of like a blockbuster of a book, you know. And for me, that's one of the best parts of summer is going to the movies, which I went to the movies for the first time in a long time this week, throwing that out there. But that's something I love. I love going to the movies. There's like a lot of excitement and buzz in the air and you're going down to watch something really big and epic. Sometimes they're not always like amazing cinema, like they're not going to win the Oscars, but they're these fun movies that everybody's going to talk about with engaging characters and an engaging conflict. And I feel like that's what Realm Breaker does. I feel like that's kind of what it is. It's a huge conflict. It's a huge book. Got epic stakes and this amazing ensemble cast of characters. It's just a good time all around. And so I feel like it is the summer blockbuster of books in that sense. I mentioned the ensemble cast. I mentioned Maven Kalor earlier. And I feel like you really see Victoria Aveyard's skill in her character Maven in Red Queen. I feel really strongly about that. And she just kind of takes that same skill. And you can tell she's gotten so much better. And she expands on it. And the cast in Realm Breaker is very interesting. Everybody's got an interesting motive, an interesting backstory. They're easy to root for and like, including the villains. Oh my gosh, there is a villain romance <laughs> in this story, which Victoria Aveyard has been playing up a lot. I've seen on her social media, which I think she should because... It's the most intriguing part of the story, but I'm not going to say anything more beyond that because it would be a huge spoiler, but it's great. <laughs> There's a great twist in the middle of this book, and I had to reread it like five times just to wrap my brain around it. It's a great book, and I highly recommend it to everyone. It's the blockbuster, and it's some of Victoria Aveyard's best writing. Makes me so happy to hear that. I am... Saul and I have had this conversation many times, but I am a very hardcore Victoria Aveyard fan. Red Queen is probably one of my top favorite books ever. I really enjoyed the rest of the series. I think it's maybe not exactly for everyone, but it was definitely for me. I completely agree with you about Maven. I think his characterization is one of the reasons I love those books so much, just because of how intricately he's built. 
more than anything, the thing that makes me so excited to hear is that there's a plot twist, because I don't think anyone quite does plot twists the way Victoria Aviar does. You never see them coming, and then they hit you in the face, and it's incredible. It's one of the reasons I love reading her books so much. I actually haven't read this one yet. I am saving it to be my summer blockbuster book, and so it makes me very, very happy to hear that that was your experience with it. And I would also highly recommend if you have not read any of Victoria Aveyard and you like Realm Breaker, go check out Red Queen, especially the first one. I agree with you, and we've talked about this before as well, but I always think of Shadow and Bone to Six of Crows and the journey that can happen when authors get a bit of experience under their belt and develop a little bit more skill and experience. I think they can create some really, really great stuff. So I'm so excited to to read it. Yeah, I, one thing I want to add to is, and I feel like if we had beats at Bookstacked, <laughs> one of my beats would be Red Queen and Victoria Aveyard, because I've written so much about her books. But when she first announced Realm Breaker a year ago, one of the things that she focused on was how she grew up with stories like Lord of the Rings, but how she felt like they weren't really for her. And I can definitely see that with Lord of the Rings as much as I love, love, love those books and those movies. There are almost no women in Lord of the Rings. You've got maybe two that are notable, which would be Galadriel and Eowyn. And that's in the book. And Arwen is mentioned, but she's like hardly present. And she has an expanded role in the movie. So if you count the movie, you maybe have three notable women in all of Lord of the Rings. And so I see where Victoria Averard was coming from when she said she wanted to write a book for herself. And you definitely see that. Women are very much at the center of the story. There are multiple main characters, but probably like the big main character is the daughter of a pirate named Corrine. And she just longs for adventure and she kind of gets handed that adventure, but she probably gets a bit more than she bargained for. That's the thing. I can't really go into too much with the story because I don't want to spoil anything, but I think she definitely did a great job in reaching her mark to try and be more representative. And so I think a lot of people will enjoy this book for that reason as well. Also, shout out to Victoria Aveyard. Red Queen got picked up by Peacock to become a TV show, which we've talked about Red Queen on the show before in the movie and how it was just like stalled, but there was a pretty major development this last month by Elizabeth Banks, no less. (laughs) I know, I think in one of our last episodes, we talked about Shadow and Bone, and I think it shows how viable that option of turning high fantasy YA books into television shows really is, and that big-named Hollywood producers and companies are starting to see that, and I hope we get a lot more. I'm very excited for that TV show. I'm very excited to see what they do with this world, and I'm also, I'm very excited that it's being done by a group of women. I think that's fantastic. And I think, like you said, high fantasy does sometimes have a tendency to gear a little bit more male, thanks to things like Lord of the Rings. They always seem to have male protagonists, to be sure. And so I'm very excited that Red Queen will be helmed by a women-led production team, and that we're getting more stories from Victoria Aveyard, because I think you're absolutely right. This is the YA blockbuster of the summer. Well, I wanted to say that I hope this is going to inspire more fantasy in TV and movies, because there's been kind of a dip lately, at least the last few years. So I'm excited to see it come back. I wonder if it's one of those things that they were like, well, we're not going to be as good as or as popular as Game of Thrones, so we might as well not try. And it's like, Game of Thrones is far enough away now. 
we can all start throwing our hats back in the ring for fantasy series. I really hope we get a bunch more. And I hope they do look for YA, because I think there's so much to it. I think they're also, they just announced there's going to be a Vampire Academy TV show as well. It might be like a cyclical thing. Like, it goes in waves of we were just in a dip in terms of YA adaptations, and now suddenly we're, like, back at a peak. But I'm very happy if Shadow and Bone is ringing in a new era of YA adaptations. Well, even Lord of the Rings is coming back, so. <laughs> that is true. And um, Wheel of Time, Amazon over there snatching up all the fantasy properties. They know what they want. One other thing, I wanted to shout out one other book as a recommendation. Well, I don't know if I can call it a recommendation because I haven't read it yet, but this is a book that I am anticipating reading this summer. And I only learned about it because of Spencer, so he could probably speak to it as well. But that book is called Blackout, and it's written by six black authors, Danielle Clayton, Tiffany D. Jackson, Nick Stone, Angie Thomas, Ashley Woodfolk, and Nicola Yoon. And basically the story there's been this crazy summer heat wave in New York City, and it's caused apparently a major blackout throughout the city. And this story follows, I think, six different teenagers as they're kind of navigating that blackout. What I'm not 100% sure on is if these are a collection of short stories that are intertwined or if it's more of a novel that's following six different characters. But either way, it's all kind of like one larger story being told by six different authors is the idea. According to the book synopsis, it says that there's a first meeting, there are longtime friends, bitter exes, and maybe the beginning of something new. I don't know. There's just something neat about this. And, and to make another Avengers <laughs> reference, it's always neat when you have multiple creators coming together and doing something collaborative. And so I'm looking forward to picking this book up. Again, I don't know if I can like call it a recommendation because I haven't read it yet, but it's up there on my anticipated books for the summer. I totally agree with you, Saul. It's also something that I'm excited about reading. Of course, when you see um, that lineup of authors, I know I'm going to like it. I'm also a fan of summer romances. Why not? That's fun. And yeah, I won't hold the New York setting against it because although I've seen New York a lot of times, I haven't seen New York during a blackout. So that twist is really interesting to me. I'm really excited to see what that is like. I love these big stories that connect. I like stories with vision. It sounds like the authors really had like a real vision in mind for how they wanted this to work coming together. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. Definitely. And as we were talking about too, I love collaborative books, especially ones that encourage the people who read them to check out other books by authors. I think it's the greatest way to promote more books to people. And some of these authors have some of my favorite books. So I really hope this also encourages people to go through the list and check out novels by all these authors listed, too. So does anyone else have any other books they'd like to let our readers know about? I wanted to shout out one last book, which I just finished reading. It's called City of Stairs by Robert Jackson Bennett. It's apparently well-known, but I only heard about it a few months ago. And I wanted to shout it out because of the world-building. It involves gods that have been killed. And so it's the fallout of all of their creations on Earth and what happens after they're gone. And it's also a murder mystery. I mean, the protagonist, it starts out after a professor is killed and the protagonist has to investigate that. It's a little dark, but I really liked it. 
That sounds great. I love recommending books that have been out for a while and that people maybe know about but haven't heard about because there's so many books that come out every month that it's almost like this never-ending wheel. Like, you can never quite catch up because there's always more coming. And so sometimes things, you miss them or they slip through the cracks of your notice. And it's always really helpful to go back and see what maybe you might have missed that could be really good. For our final book, want to let you all know that we will be continuing our book club here at Bookmarked. And we have selected a book for our July podcast, we will be reading Legendborn by Tracy Dion. We are very excited about this book. It came out in 2020 and has been pretty popular, but we are very excited to get the chance to discuss it and for all of us to read it together. I'm just going to really quickly read a little bit about what Legendborn is about. So this is from the blurb. After her mother dies in an accident, 16-year-old Bree Matthews wants nothing to do with her family memories or childhood home. A residential program for bright high schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill seems like the perfect escape until Bree witnesses a magical attack her very first night on campus. A flying demon feeding on human energies. A secret society of so-called legend-born students that hunt the creatures down. And a mysterious teenage mage who calls himself a Merlin and who attempts and fails to wipe Bree's memory of everything she saw. The mage's failure unlocks Bree's own unique magic and a buried memory with a hidden connection. The night her mother died, another Merlin was at the hospital. Now that Bree knows there's more to her mother's death than what was on the police report, she'll do whatever it takes to find out the truth, even if that means infiltrating the Legendborn as one of their initiates. She recruits Nick, a self-exiled Legendborn, with his own grudge against the group, and their reluctant partnership pulls them deeper into the society's secrets and closer to each other. But when the Legendborn reveal themselves as descendants of King Arthur's knights and explain that a magical war is coming, Bree has to decide how far she'll go for the truth and whether she should use her magic to take the society down or join the fight. Awesome. Thanks, Saul. And I will say, I have read this book already, and I am a really big fan, and I can't wait to have the opportunity to speak with everyone on the podcast about it. And if you are interested in listening to the conversation and want to be prepared, I would highly recommend picking up a copy of Legendborn and giving it a read before the end of July when that episode will come out. So that is all of our book recommendations. I hope you have some great new ideas for the summer. I definitely just added a couple to my TBR list. I want to thank everyone for being here with us today. I want to thank all of you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are at BookmarkedYA, and you can follow Bookstacked on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you like the show, please don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, thank you so much, and we will see you all soon. We have our meeting about Legendborn. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.